Welcome to Crazy Good Talks with Deirdre Van Nest. In this podcast, we help growth-oriented financial advisors, leaders, sales professionals, and experts stand out and own the room every time they speak. Deirdre will empower you to grab and keep the attention of any audience, live or virtual, make emotional connections with your listeners, and inspire them to take action. Join us on this journey where Deirdre will empower you to become a more confident presenter and knock it out of the park when you speak. All right, I want you to imagine yourself at five years old. You're in your room, and let's say you're talking with your dad about you, your day as you pull up the zipper on your feety pajamas. And as you've <laughs> How done- you know? each, How did you know? I know, because I, I had feety pajamas too. And, and as you've done each and every night with great anticipation, you walk over to your bookshelf and you carefully select the perfect book. You walk back to your dad, you hand him the book, and you say, Daddy, tell me a story. A story. Story? No, Patrice. You don't say, Daddy, tell me a story. You say, Daddy, tell me a fact. Tell me a statistic. I don't really care what the three little pigs thought or what they felt. I just want to know the statistical probability of that wolf eating those pigs. Um, I don't think I said that. No. No, you didn't. You would never say that, would you? (laughs) And why wouldn't you say that? You wouldn't say that because it's boring, right? It is boring. Okay. So, so here's the deal. We know, and as a kid, you even know intuitively how you learned best, right? Kids learn best through story, through experience. But for some reason, we think as we mature and we enter the business world, now our brain has fundamentally shifted how it learns best. And now we learn best in this factual, linear manner. And nothing could be further from the truth. That is so dry. Yes. Leading cognitive scientist Roger C. Shank says, human brains are not ideally set up to understand logic. Human brains are ideally set up to understand story. So what this means is it doesn't matter if you're nine or 90, in the basement with your kids or the boardroom with executives, everyone loves, everyone responds to, everyone learns best from story. But does that talk- make sense? It does, it absolutely does, but we're talking a business setting. Well, it doesn't matter. People are still people. It like, there's no such thing as a, as a corporation, right? When, when I'm talking to people about sales and you're talking about selling to corporations, you're never selling to a corporation. You're selling to human beings. True. We're always talking to human beings. True. Very true. You have to use how the brain is wired in order to connect at the deepest level level with people. And our brains are wired to receive stories and to receive them because we get that emotional connection, right? Think about that, right? You'll go to a movie or a presentation or something like that. What you're gonna remember is some vivid imagery, some story. You're not gonna remember even what those characters said or the statistics that the speaker was spouting. Mm -hmm. You're gonna remember the story because stories allow us to feel something. When we feel something, it's memorable and it inspires us to take action. So you got it? Yeah, but again, for a business setting, what kind of stories fit? What, what should I be telling? 
Yeah. So that is one of the most common questions I get is, okay, well, what kind of stories should I tell? And, and I really want to clear this up today because there are a lot of people teaching about storytelling, which is awesome, but I don't hear a lot of people, Patrice, telling business professionals what kind of stories to tell. So people are super confused. And a lot of times people are telling the wrong story because you have to strategically choose your story. So storytelling in business is very different than hanging out with your friends on a Friday night around the fire pit, you know, drinking a glass of wine, a glass of whiskey or having a beer. Okay. If, if you tell a story to your friends and you start rambling and you're not really making a clear point, um, some friends will just wait you out. And other friends, if you've known them for a long time, will be like, okay, land the plane, right? Wrap it up. Where's this going? But in business, that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is they're going to tune you out. So it's very important that you choose the right stories strategically for a strategic purpose. And then you craft those stories so that you tell them in a way that uses the fewest words possible, but makes a clear, compelling point. So in this episode, you're going to learn the three storytelling types every business professional wants in their toolkit. And then in the next episode, episode six, you're going to learn how to break down one of those storytelling types. Sound good? Sounds excellent. Excellent. Let's okay. start with the three types. All right. So the three types, the first one is what I call your why story, W-H-Y, your why story. And a why story is when you share, uh, this could be one-on-one, -on -one, this could be in an audience, this could be in writing, this could be in video marketing, right? Where, where, wherever you're communicating. When you share with your listener or listeners why you do what you do, and why you care about them and hopefully why they care as much as you do about you helping them solve the particular problem that you solve. Okay. okay. That storytelling type, the why storytelling type, the purpose of that storytelling type is to increase trust, connection, and likability and to do it quickly. The second storytelling type is what I call a desire story. So a desire story is a story that you will tell. Usually you're going to tell this to a, you know, a prospect. You might tell it to a client, but it's usually when you're in a sales situation or a persuasion situation and you're wanting your listeners to desire a certain outcome that you can deliver or to avoid a certain outcome that you can help them avoid. So you would tell a story about other clients that you've helped get the same outcomes that your listener desires. All right. And then finally, and we can go back, you can ask me some questions if you want me to fill in the gaps, but the third type, and this is the storytelling type that most people are familiar with when they think of storytelling, this is what they think, but it doesn't just end with this one storytelling type. The third type is what I call just a simple story to make a point. And this is when you have some concept that you want to illustrate. Maybe it's a complex concept. And so you want to make it simpler. Maybe it's something simpler, but you really want it burned into your listener's soul, right? You really want them to feel it and remember it. You tell a story to make a point. Um, teachers are great at this. You know, when I have my clients saying, I, I don't, you know, how do I tell stories to make a point? What I tell them to do is start Googling pastors. Pastors are amazing 
at telling stories to make a point. It's very rare that you would go to a church. Uh, I can only speak for a church. I, I don't go, you know, to to other types of religious services, but I'm, I'm guessing at other types of services, the uh, the religious leader does this too, where they're going to just lecture at you. They are constantly weaving story and analogy, and an analogy comes under that heading too, through their sermons. So what questioners do you think my listeners might be having based on what I just said? What questions do you have, Patrice, based on what you just heard me say? My first question is, how do I determine which one is the story I need? Okay, great. Great question. You have to be thinking strategically. So it goes back to the purpose of the story. So let's say you're meeting someone for the first time, or this is the first time in front of an audience, and you really want to develop that trust, connection, and likability, and you want to do it quickly, you're going to want to share a why story. What is a why story? Yeah. So going back to what it is, a why story is when you become vulnerable, you share your heart. You share why what you do is so important to you, right? People don't want to feel like you're just some, you know, person coming in trying to sell them something. People don't want to feel like you're someone in an ivory tower who has all the answers, but you've never experienced their particular problem. They want to understand your heart. What makes you tick? What makes you get up every day and want to help them with this problem? And this is a connection that you're making with them. This is a connection that you're making with them. Absolutely. If you are in a situation where you're wanting them to buy into something, adopt a certain solution for something, buy a product, then you're going to want to tell a desire story. You're going to want to tell a story of a client that you helped get similar results. Okay. So as an example, let's say you and I were having what I call a strategy session. So when clients come into our fold, when they, when they say, Hey, I'm interested in learning more about working with you, Deirdre, I want to potentially go through the crazy good talks blueprint. Then, um, we'll have a strategy session. Now I used to conduct the strategy sessions. Um, I have a team member who does that now, but let's pretend I was still doing the strategy sessions. Okay. And, and Patrice, you, you were coming in and you said to me, you know, Deirdre, um, and, and I'd ask you some version of, you know, um, Patrice, tell me why you wanted to invest the time to have this conversation with me today. And you would say something like, well, you know, I really want to take my business to the next level. And I'm finding though, you know, I, I deliver presentations and I'm finding that after my presentation, nothing like nothing really happens. You mm-hmm. know, like, like people seem like they liked it. Sometimes they seem tuned in, sometimes they're tuned out, but they, but they tell me good things, but I never really get any business from it. Right. And, 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 and it's sort of like just ends at the presentation. So what the tendency there for most professionals to do is to go into sales mode, right? The tendency is for me to start listing off all of the features and the ways that I can help you. Right. But you don't want to do that. That, 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 that's not what you want to do. You actually, in that moment, your listeners inviting you to have an emotional experience with them. Like they're, they're, they're emotional right there, right? That's frustrating for them. They're Mm -hmm. upset. They want to solve an emotional problem. You don't want to throw logic at them at that moment. So what I would do in that situation is I would say, Patrice, I completely understand what you're saying. You sound exactly like my client, Michelle sounded when we started working together in 2014. Let me tell you about her. And then I would tell them where she was when we started and where she is now and the great results that she got from Mm -hmm. going through the process that you're about to venture into. And that opens the door 
for me to start then walking you through the logic. Cause at that point they're excited, they're invested and they want to hear how you made that happen for the client and how you can make it happen for them. I like it. Yeah, like it. Okay. Okay. it is. If you are someone, and this is how I am, who doesn't like to sound salesy. And I rarely meet a professional who wants to sound salesy, right? Like no one's waking up in the morning going, oh yeah, yeah, I hope I sound salesy. <laughs> I really want to sound like a used car salesperson. No offense to used car salespeople because I've met some great ones actually, right? But nobody wants to sound like that. No one wants to sound pushy. So this storytelling type is a way that you can sell and people won't even feel like you're selling them. You won't sound salesy or pushy at all. It's just going to feel like you're relating and telling a great story. And again, you're connecting here. And you're connecting. Exactly. There's empathy there, right? Patrice, I get how you feel. I've experienced this. Let me tell you about my client or let me tell you where I used to be, right? If you could be the example. And then finally, the third storytelling type, again, is just a story or an analogy to make a point. So when you're explaining a concept, if you use an analogy to bring it, to, you know, to heighten it or a story, people are going to have a, a, an emotional experience. They're going to remember that point. Can you use all these types throughout a presentation? Is oh, absolutely. I weave all of them. Right. And when I work with my private clients, that's what they learn how to do is where to use each one, how to use each one. They all have different frameworks for creating the story right? You want to make sure you have a story structure. One of the biggest mistakes professionals make is that they don't write their stories out word for word and get rid of all the junk, all the stuff that doesn't need to be in there. And they don't have a framework or a blueprint for what should be in and what should be out. So many people either tell the wrong story or they tell stories that ramble and don't really make a clear point. And in business, you cannot afford to make that mistake because you will lose people and you likely won't achieve your objectives. All right. So you write this down, but you're not going to be reading this. You're just writing it to get the, the structure, the, the ideas straight and, and lean. Absolutely. So you have a couple of options. One, what I recommend, and this is what I do, is I write my stories out word for word. And then I start rehearsing them and I practice them over and over and over and over and over again until they become embedded in the marrow of my soul. Like they literally become a part of me. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's what I recommend. Um, does that mean you have to say the story and use every single word in exactly the right order every time you, you tell it? No, it doesn't mean that, but you might. Right. I have stories that I tell that are just so embedded that you could literally shake me out of a sleep and be like, tell the story about your mom and dad. And I go into it and it's going to sound the same every time. Right. Um, I have other stories where I might switch a line or two. And so I don't want you to be legalistic and dogmatic where you feel like, oh, my gosh, if I if I miss this word, I can't continue the story. It's not about that. But there's an old proverb. I think it's a Native American proverb that says you don't know what you think until you write it down, Patrice. 
And so if you do not, and I love that, right? I saw you just react to that. Yeah. yeah. And as uh, when you say, saw, uh, Patrice and I are uh, recording this over Zoom, so I can see her if you're like, well, how did you just see her? <laughs> but yeah, you, you really don't know what you think until you write it down. So the, the purpose of writing it down is one, again, to get out all the stuff that shouldn't be in there, but two, so that you can memorize and then internalize the story. And, you know, you're an individual, so you get to decide at what level this is going to be kind of memorized and at what level you're going to let yourself, I don't want to say go off the rails. That extemporaneous. Makes extemporaneous. Yeah. Right. And I really don't rec recommend quite honestly with storytelling. I really don't recommend you do much of it extemporaneous. It usually does not turn out well, it's True. but for, again, I don't want you to be tripped up if you miss a line and, and things sound a little different each time. That's fine. So is this just for speaking stories or are there other ways to, to share? Oh, you know, stories, should be the cornerstone of your business, really, the marketing arm, the relational arm at, of your business. I look at my stories, and I hope that you do too, as living, breathing entities, if you will. I look at my stories as an extension of my sales team and my uh, client relationship team. And that's really the honor that they deserve, quite frankly. And so, yes, you want to use these when you're delivering presentation. Yes, you want to use these in one-on-one -on -one conversations, but you also want to use these in writing. So you want to use them online. I use stories when I'm writing articles. I use stories in video. I use stories on my website. I use stories on my LinkedIn profile. I will use stories in social media posts. Hmm. So start using them everywhere. And so if, if my listeners, if you go to my website, crazygoodtalks.com and you look on the about Deirdre section, you're going to see it's story-based. I don't give you a laundry list of my credentials. It's a story. If you go to the about Deirdre section on my LinkedIn profile, that's also story-based. If you go to the experience section on my LinkedIn profile, it's also story-based. So the more you can weave your facts, your figures, your statistics into story, the, the deeper the relationship and connection you'll create, the more successful your, your sales endeavors or your leadership endeavors will be. Is there a prime length for a story? Can it be too short? Can it be too long? Ah, great. I don't think a story can really be too short. Uh, I, guess, I guess it could be too short in the sense that, you know, maybe you weren't able to evoke any emotion because it needed a couple more details, but it can, but, but I'm, I'm less concerned about too short than I would be concerned about too long. Mm -hmm. So in a presentation, if the story is really well structured, I would say no longer than three to four minutes. Now, that being said, some of my colleagues in the National Speaking Association are so skilled at storytelling. I have one colleague that he has a seven minute story and Patrice, you are just locked and loaded down that thing. He is so good. So if you're at that level of skill, have at it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, have at it. But most people are not at that skill level. And so in a business setting, you know, anywhere between two and four minutes, but you know, four is getting on the outer edge is 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 a good is a good length of time if you are putting your story to video 2 to 3 minutes two, 2 and under is optimal but i i have many clients that when we share uh, some stories they go up to 3 minutes but those have been so carefully constructed and there's a lot of b roll right so there's a lot of visual effects coming in and out that really works but but those those are generally my my recommended guidelines so we're going to continue this conversation in the next episode right 
Oh, absolutely. We're going to continue it in the next episode. It's one thing to know the kinds of stories, right? What you've done here. So let's just do a quick review. We've got the what kind? The why. Yep. What? What's after why? Desire. Yes. And then? And to make a point. Yes. You're such a good student. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and where do analogies fall? Which category? To make a point. To make a point. Yes, yes. So analogies are under also to make a point. And analogies are actually one of my favorite ways to present a concept. I just love analogies. Okay. So those are the three types, but you also need to know, well, how do I can craft these, right? How do I put them together? So here's what's going to happen in the next episode. You're going to learn, first of all, which of these three storytelling types is like adding lighter fluid to all of your presentations, conversations, and marketing activities. Mm. You add this storytelling type and it, 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 it sets your business, it sets your message on fire, okay? So you're gonna learn that and then I'm gonna break down how to craft that particular storytelling type. Does that sound good? It sounds outstanding. Yes. If people wanna find out more as soon as they can, Deidre, how can they reach you? Yeah, that's that's great. Thanks, Patrice. So the best way is to go to my website, crazygoodtalks.com. And if you're a leader within within an organization and you're thinking this might be a great training for your team, just scroll down and you'll quickly see where it says corporate and learn more. Click on the learn more button, scroll down a little bit, and you're going to see a red button that says schedule a call. And then you would just follow the prompts to schedule a call with our team. If you are an individual business professional, next to corporate, when you scroll down on the homepage, it says individual. Just click on the learn more button under individual, scroll down a bit, and you're going to see a big red button that says schedule a complimentary strategy session. And that will get you scheduled for a strategy session with my team. All right. People, do not ignore your inner bard. Go tell those stories and connect. Deirdre Van Nest shares this and much more in her podcast, Crazy Good Talks. And to know when the latest episode is available, subscribe. Of course, share with your friends. They will be glad you did. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered in this podcast represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Accelerated Performance, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.